why this was important, and we can understand why Martha wanted things to be right. Uh, Jesus' visit was very important because he was only a few weeks away from death, but Martha was distracted by the many things she had to do. Like Martha, many of us miss such divine moments in life because we are distracted by perfectionism and the desire to receive people's approval. A lot of time we are driven by perfectionism because we worry about what people think. And Martha is doing that. She's worried about the chores. She's worried about the things that need to be done. You know, and I would say a lot of us that strive for perfectionism, it is a true statement. It's fair to say that uh, we do worry about what other people think. Now, listen, if I was to invite you over to my house, all right, and you come over, you're going to walk in and it's going to be clean, all right? And uh, you're going to think, I might even try to make you believe that it's like that all the time. Right? Now, if you show up two hours early, okay, you're going to find a whole different situation. All right, You're going to find popcorn all over the place. Uh, we have these cup holders in our sectional. You'll probably find pudding in that cup holder. You'll find Whitley running around naked because she's taken off her diaper and it's laying right there. And, uh, you know, that's just how it is. We have five kids. And uh, if you showed up to my house and I invited you over and it was perfectly clean and you showed up, you was like, hmm, not a crumb in sight. Chris has five kids. Something is suspicious, right? Like, and if I came to your house, you know, I, I know you clean when I come over, right? Like, but, but the thing is, like, Jesus in this, he's more worried about the time spent with them and not, like, her getting everything done. Like, when you come over to my house, of course, I don't want you to put your cup in pudding. Like, but if you come over to my house, I know you're coming over to, for the relationship part of it, to see me, you know, you're not going to come over to the Slate and Estates to admire like my home or see how nice it is. You want to hang out with us. And uh, we can miss out on a lot of things when we focus on perfectionism. It can cause us to work hard for the money and the things that we want our kids to have that we never had growing up. When really all the kids, what they want is us. It can make us focus on our appearance so much. And and let me say this, like, it's okay, like, I'm all about self-care, but sometimes we can focus so much on us and the way we look and the way we feel can affect the others around us. Now, my wife is a snuggler, okay, and I am not a snuggler. So she wants to hold me sometimes. Kids think it's gross, but she tries to pull me in, you know, and, and here's how I feel. The fatter I get, the more I don't want to snuggle. I don't know why, you know, but like she'll try to hug me and I'll say, I just can't do it right now. I feel fat and gross, you know, and stuff. And uh, a lot of times she'll say, hey, like, I don't care how fat you are. Like, I want you. Like, I'm not concerned about the way that you look. Like, she wants me. And I'm too concerned about everything being perfect for her. But really, she wants my time. And we can miss out on things in life when we're focused so much on the things that we need to get right that we miss things that are going on around us. I have a cousin named Tommy, and uh, Tommy is my age. And we graduated together, and he lived like probably two miles from me growing up. I didn't have brothers, but if I ever had a brother, like he would, I would consider him one of my brothers. We went through a lot of stuff together. Tommy, when we were little, like he had a weird sense of humor. So, like, he would say, uh, he would tell me to get in the car, and he would promise me that he wasn't going to shut my fingers in the car door. But then he would do it anyway. Like, and he would laugh, and he thought it was hilarious. You know, it was kind of a weird sense of humor. Uh, he broke this rib. You know, his, his brother tried to bite this finger off. I mean, 
we had a lot of good experiences together. But Tommy also loved me, loves me. Like when, when we were growing up, I remember a time when there was a, a bigger kid that was mad and he was coming after us. And I was the one that was slower than him. He was more athletic, taller than me. So this kid's coming after me and Tommy put himself in front of me and got beat up by that kid because he was he didn't want anything to happen to me. And I remember Tommy screaming, and I remember thinking, that serves you right for shutting my fingers in the door. But, <laughs> but he, uh, he loved me, you know, and, and we spent, I don't have a lot of memories growing up without him being there. And even in school, he was there with me. About two months ago, like I got a call and it was from my sister. And she said, Chris, and I said, yeah, and there was this pause. And she said, uh, she said, Tommy is gone. Like he has passed away. It was unexpected. He's my age, like I said, you know, we, they, uh, and I would say like, I, I do cry. Like, but when I haven't cried in a long time when someone's passed away, usually I have this peace that they're with Jesus, you know, and. And Tommy, I have that piece too, but but I weeped over that. I remember it just hit me so hard because like Tommy's this guy that was so close to me growing up, okay? We were like brothers and I hadn't talked to him in so long. I've had so much stuff going on. I've been so busy. And the only time, like I would just say, I haven't talked to him, I didn't talk to him at all. Like he would post on my Facebook. He would say, hey, when are you gonna come visit me? Or, hey, when are we going to get together? Hey, man, you're looking good. Your family looks great. And I never would, I didn't even answer those things. And then uh, this past year during Halloween, my aunt, his mom, we usually go over to his house and eat chili and things like that. And that's where he would be. And that's where I would get to see him. And I didn't. I didn't go over there because I was busy. We were fixing up this house and I was working on that. My wife went over there with the kids, but I, I did not. And I can tell you, like, I just wonder like how that happened. Like I have so much stuff going on that I let that get in the way of my relationships with the people that I love and the, the people that mean a lot to me sometimes. And we go to Tommy's funeral and I'm in there like when they're, so all the family's in there and they're getting ready to close the casket and we're in there for a while and, and I leave and his mom, like she comes out and she is very, you know, of course torn up and, like, as she's leaving, she doesn't know I'm listening. She's not even talking to me. She's talking to my uncle. But, like, I hear her say uh, to Tom, she says, she said, Tom, I, uh, I just don't want him to close that casket. You know, here is a mother grieving, like, in a way that I'm, I've never heard before. And, again, like, I had an uncle this year pass unexpectedly. I met with his son, I did the funeral, and his son, you know, weeped in that same kind of way. And I always wonder, like, what would it be like, or what would it have been like if uh, they knew that time was short? If they knew that was coming, would they have hugged him? Would they have kissed him more? Would they have said, I love you? Would they have made time to spend with them? Because I can say that I would have. But instead, like we think we have all the time in the world. We are too busy doing our own thing sometimes, living life that we don't see the people that are important, that mean something to us in front of us. I can put this picture up of my kids. And like, so 
you can see, like, this is not very far apart. And you can see that they have grown, like, a lot. And you can show the next one, too. I mean, I, uh, I just look at that and, man, sometimes I just focus on this, how much I've missed. Trace, we lived in Illinois, I was at a church, and I remember this, and we, uh, he fell asleep on the couch, and that day, like, I picked him up, and I walked up the stairs, and I laid him in his bed, and I thought, this is the last time I can do that, because he weighed 100 pounds, you know, and he was heavy, like, it, but when I think about that, it, it makes me sad, you know, that this, man, we used to, he was our firstborn, we used to hold him. Can't do that. You know, Chesney, she, uh, you know, she snuggles me still, but not like when she was little because she's getting older. You know, and I think of those things, and one day, I know that. Like, I'm going to sit in this house, and it's going to be silent. And uh, I'm going to miss this. I'm going to miss the toys, the mess, the poopy diapers, all that stuff. When it's gone, like, I'm going to be sad. And... You know, I can sometimes have so much going on around me that, you know, the people that are important to me, I miss out on, and it goes by so quick. Martha wanted everything to be in order before she spent time with Jesus. Luke ten forty says, but Martha was distracted with much serving, and she went up to him and said, Lord, do you not care that my sister has left me to serve alone? Tell her then to help me. So I just put this picture of my kids up here, you know, and I'm talking about them, and I'm, I'm crying. But I just want to tell you, that's all a facade. Like, I, I got hot sauce in my pocket, rubbing my eyes. And, and I don't even talk to my kids, really. I don't know them very much. I don't know their birthdays and stuff like that. Like, they come up to me, and they want my attention. So, like, uh, Whitley comes up to me, and she wants my attention, but she has a dirty diaper, and I ain't got time for that. She needs to learn how to fix that herself. She needs to learn how to change that. She comes to me, and she wants a sandwich. Well, too bad, kid. Like, you need to learn how to make a ham sandwich, all right? So, my son, like, if he doesn't score enough in a basketball game, I don't want to talk to him. My daughter, Chesney, she draws me a picture. She gives it to me, and I look at it, and I say, I think you can do better, kid, and I give it back to her. That's usually how our relationship works. Actually, it's not how it works at all, but I think sometimes that's how we picture God is, right? Like, like we want to get everything in order of our lives before we can come and have this relationship with Jesus. And that's not what he's asking at all. Like, if you see here, Martha, like, he wanted to spend time with her, right? He wanted her to be there with him, but she was focused on all these other things, trying to get them in order. And sometimes we do that with our lives. If I stop doing this, if I don't do this, if I get this right, then like I'll feel comfortable coming to Jesus. And a lot of times we let shame and guilt keep us away from him. 
Paisley, uh, my other daughter, we, uh, I've been trying to eat healthy. I don't know if you can tell or not, but I've been trying to eat healthy. And I watch this guy on YouTube, he's the, the thing is called Athlean X, okay? And he tells you like how to eat and stuff like that. And he was giving these healthy meals. And one was, I went out and bought some oatmeal, some pumpkin, and then some whipped cream, the kind that you spray you put on top. Bring the whipped cream home. And whipped cream don't last in our house, all right? The kids, and Courtney taught them how to do this, all right? Don't, if you come to our house, don't eat the whipped cream because they take it, they spray it in their mouths, all right? It'll last all two days with them going, you'll just hear all the time and them doing that. So I brought my own and I, so I had to talk. I said, hey, this is daddy's whipped cream. I'm trying to eat healthy. Don't touch it, all right? So I made that meal. It was delicious. I could eat it every day, like, you know. So the next day I went to make it and I got all the way to the whipped cream and I look in the fridge and guess what? It wasn't just gone, it wasn't there. I was like, what happened to the whipped cream? I said, we have this family meeting. I call them in and say, hey, where is daddy's whipped cream? Nobody did it. Nobody ate it. Nobody knew where it was. And then finally, Paisley broke down in tears. She said, daddy, I hate the whipped cream. My wife goes, Chris, you know you can't have whipped cream in this house. And I was like, <laughs> it's like I'm trying to eat right. So she's, she's crying. And, she go, and I said, what'd you do with it? And she says, I hit it. She ate some, and then she hit it. And I thought, well, good. Like, there's still some left. I said, I said, baby, where did you put it? And she looked at me, and she goes, Daddy, I hid it behind the toilet. <laughs> and I thought, and immediately I go, Paisley, that's crazy. You don't hide stuff behind the toilet. Even if it's wrong, like, don't go hide it behind the toilet. Now I can't eat it. Nobody can eat it. We just need to throw it away. Like, so she breaks down. She starts crying. She runs to her room, throws blankets over her head, shuts the door. She's breaking down, you know. And, uh, you know, finally, I, I get a hold of myself, and I think, man, I'm sitting here. I never in my life thought I'd be arguing with my kids about a can of whipped cream. Like, I run into her room to talk to her. She, she has the, she's so shamed, you know, that she, she won't let go of the covers, and I'm trying to, I want to apologize to her, and I was like, baby, just, like, if you just let me talk, I'll buy you, I'll buy you all the whipped cream you want if you just talk to me. Like, so, I, I apologize to her, you know, and, and uh, I just let her know that, I mean, I love her. Like, here's the thing. Like, she, she was going to let this thing that she did. And, of course, like, God wouldn't react like I acted, you know. When we go to him and we're messed up and we've done something wrong, he doesn't react like I did. But Paisley wanted, like, this shame that she had was interfering with her relationship with me. Like, she didn't want to come to me. She felt so bad. She just wanted to hide underneath the covers, and she didn't want to talk, and she wanted to stay away and I feel like sometimes that's what we do with God. Like, we feel shame, we feel bad, so we have this distance from God when actually, like, God wants to be in it with us. Like, he wants to be in our mess, he wants to be in our lives, he wants to be with it. Because, listen, we cannot get our lives together if Jesus is absent of that, right? Like, he is the reason, like, we get our lives together. The love for him, the love that he has for us, you know, even our relationships with other people. When we distance ourselves from God, like that just can't happen. And here you see, again, Martha trying to get everything perfect before she sits down at his feet. And I want to say, like for us, we, 
That's not what we need to do. We don't need to get everything perfect before we sit down at his feet. We just need to sit down at his feet because, again, he wants that relationship with us. The next thing is Mary's life was driven by excellence. So if you go to verse 40, it says, but Martha was distracted with much serving and she went up to him and said, Lord, do you not care that my sister has left me to serve alone? Tell her then to help me. But the Lord answered her, Martha, Martha, you are anxious and troubled about many things, but one thing is necessary. Mary has chosen the good portion, which will not be taken away from her. So someone said perfectionism is doing things right, while excellence is doing the right thing. Women in biblical times were more into their household work. Learning at the feet of a rabbi was considered not suitable for them. But Mary pushed back her household work to sit at the feet of Jesus because it was the right thing to do. She was driven by excellence. And we can look at this in many ways, like uh, choosing our family over things that we, we need to choose them over. Sometimes work or sometimes other responsibilities. Choosing the right thing is what we need to look at. Now, I told you, I, I have been over the last year working on a, a fixer-up house, okay? So we've been doing that, and pretty much I come to church, and then I go work at that house, and then I go home. And when we bought that house, like, trust me, I would never do this again. And so when we bought the house, uh, my father-in-law told my daughter, hey, uh, we can have your birthday party in here in two months. It'll be finished, which is insane. You know, it's crazy to even think about. But like I do that and a lot of times I'm not home so much that, you know, I miss time with my wife and with my with my family, with my kids. Uh, And, you know, we we do different things here at the church. I mean, the last men's retreat that I was getting ready to go to uh, right before I had my suitcase packed and uh, right before, like, I got ready to leave, uh, Paisley, she comes up to me, she grabs my suitcase, and she's trying to yank it out of my hands, and she says, she just says, no, Daddy, you're not going. You're staying here, and you're not going anywhere, and I had to fight with her, like, to get out the door, and and that's my fault. I mean, this week there was a date night here at the church for for couples, and then a bunch of us guys went to the daddy-daughter date night that was uh, at the YMCA. And I told myself this weekend, like, and, and I'm preaching too, like, and and I'm still working on the house. But I told myself that this weekend, like, I'm I'm going to dedicate those times to them. Now, typically, when I'm preaching. I will come here and I'll be here all, all weekend. I mean, I, I will go over my sermon in my head so many times. I didn't do that this time. I thought I'm not going to do that. Like, I'm going to let the Lord handle this. I think he has it. Like, I'm just going to write it and then he'll help me deliver it. And uh, and to be honest, like, I was really nervous, like, coming out here. And, uh, you know, I also chose, like, when I worked on the house. So usually when I work on the house, don't judge me, but I listen to country music. Uh, and it's pretty good. I like it. And then sometimes I listen to Seinfeld, you know, as, I, as I'm doing it. But this time I thought I'm not going to, because I do that with God too. Like I get so busy with stuff that 
I keep him out of the equation. I thought, I'm going to listen to some sermons and some worship music while I do this house stuff. And that's what I did. And it, it felt so much better. It was so much, con- it was convicting to me. It was a better, you know, for my time. And, uh, you know, I, I went to the date night with Courtney. And then and then the, the daddy-daughter date night, like when, uh, so I just, I got to be honest, I never really look forward to these things, okay? Because I know that there's a lot of stuff that we need to get done. And uh, I just, you know, I just don't look forward to them. And I'm like, I mean, I'll be glad when these things are over. And, and like the night yesterday, like when I went to pick up my girls, uh, as I'm looking at them, like, so they dress up, you know, they do their hair, they take it very seriously, and when I come and I see them, and especially Bentley, and I mean, she looks so proud, you know. I took her out to eat, and she said, Daddy, I just want some tea and some rice. That's what she wanted, and I got it for her, because I'm a good dad, but she, uh, they are just so excited about it, you know, and, and I can tell you, whenever I choose to do those things, when I choose my wife, or I choose the Lord, or I choose my kids, I never say, I wish I would have done that different, you know? And as we're learning about Mary and Martha, I'll just say that in your life, I encourage you like to, to live in the now. Take the busyness away, take a deep breath, and try to pay attention to what's going on in front of you as it's happening. Because we can miss divine moments. We can miss special times with the people that we love because we are so focused on just the busy work that we have. Just take a deep breath and focus. Don't live in the future, okay? Like, we think if we get these certain things done, right, when I get my house fixed, then I will hang out with my kids more, you know? If I get these certain things, then my life will fall in place. Or sometimes we look to the past, you know, and, and we focus. And I do too. Like, I, I can focus all day long on the time that I've missed, but it doesn't do nothing for the time now, right? I got to focus on that. We want to live in the now. You want to live with the people around you that are on this journey with you. We want to put our phones away when we're eating with people. We want to see their face. We want them to... Uh, enjoy our presence and we want to enjoy theirs and we want to do the same with Jesus so I'm going to pray and if you want to stand with me uh, maybe today you know there's some things that that the Lord has convicted you over and and if that's true like we have people that are going to be in the back and they can pray for you there might be something going on in your life that has nothing to do with the sermon that I preached Uh, you can still go in the back and there are people back there that want to hear from you, that want to pray with you. Uh, Whatever's going on in your life, they're there for you. Maybe you've never been baptized. You want to know Jesus. That can happen today. Maybe you're interested in becoming a member of the church. We can can, uh, let you know on how you can do that. So all those things are open as we worship. Remember, as we worship, at any time, you can get out and you can go pray with somebody in the back. That's okay. That's what we want you to do. That's why we have people there. Nobody's going to judge you. Just don't miss the moment in the time if the Lord is convicting you. So uh, let's pray together, and then uh, we will worship.
Father God, thank you again for this day that you've given us. And uh, we thank you for your word. We thank you for uh, relationships that we have. And I pray that we don't take those for granted. Uh, Father, that uh, we look at the people around us and uh, we choose you, we choose them. And uh, those other things, Father, we give attention to, but not before the things that you have uh, blessed us with. Father, uh, if there's somebody here today that needs to pray and you're tugging on their heart, if they feel convicted or maybe there's something that they need to pray for they're going through, I just pray that they don't miss this moment, that uh, they take that step and they go pray with somebody. We love you. For it's in your name we pray. Amen.